This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Usually when I do an interview with somebody, the way I usually wrap up the interview is I say, well, it's great to talk to you and we'll catch up with you down the road. I don't believe I've ever caught up to anybody down the road quite as quickly as our next guest. I spoke to him yesterday on DCR, and he is nice enough to give us a few minutes on a Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening. He is Jordan Renan, of course, who covers the New York Giants for ESPN.com. Jordan, thanks for uh, you know making some time on a Saturday. I'm sure you know maybe not movies in the afternoon like Chris Canty and his lady, but uh, I'm sure you got stuff going on on the weekend. I'm walking around Dick's Sporting Goods looking at uh, a bunch of stuff. I'm going to spend a lot of money here right now. I think, I think that's what's going down. All right. Well, let's talk a little Giants. <laughs> Obviously, the preseason finale uh, against the Patriots. I know Daniel Jones is the focus so much, and I don't know necessarily that, uh, that there has to be one or two things that he does tomorrow. But right. what are you going to be watching when he finally does play? What are you looking at? Are you looking at how he's, he's, he's handling you know, the offensive line? or What are you looking in regards to the quarterback for the Giants tomorrow? I think you just want to see him make some plays, you know. I mean, move, move around the pocket a little bit. To me, that's that's the thing I want to see the most. I, you see it sporadically even throughout training camp. You see Daniel. Look, we know Daniel Jones is a good athlete, right? You saw you saw him run last year. You see that athleticism. And then you look around the league and you see, well, the top quarterbacks to me are guys that they're able to move around when they see pressure, not wilt under that pressure, and then – not run, not move around to run, you know, out of the pocket to run, but necessarily move out of the pocket and to throw. So to me, like, I, I want to see a little bit of that from Daniel Jones if he faces pressure and just be able to handle the pressure. I mean, that's what it's all about with this guy. We know he has the physical skills, right? He, he has a sufficient arm. I see it every day. He has the athleticism. I mean, everybody raves about him behind closed doors. But just, if he could just handle that pressure – not commit the silly mistake that he did really his rookie year. He did cut that down last year. I think that kind of got lost in the shuffle, the fact that they were so bad last year offensively because partly because of what was around him. But that's why I'm not going to go nuts about judging him in this game and the overall success because if he has the guy, you know, look, there's no Kadarius Tony, There's no Kenny Galladay. There's no Saquon Barkley. There's no Kyle Rudolph. Like, he's playing with these guys. In the regular season with this lineup, I think I told you this yesterday, yeah. that they're not going to be good. That they're not going to be good. Like we, like, I don't care who he is and how good he is. They're not going to be good. You know, it's just not going to happen. So the overall success to me isn't, isn't that important. It's not imperative for tomorrow. I just want to see him be able to handle the pressure that he does receive, uh, not commit silly turnovers and possibly make some plays outside that pocket. Andrew Thomas is somebody we've been talking about a little bit today, uh, Jordan. Uh, obviously, he comes in. He's the fourth pick in the draft. He's the hog molly that um, that uh, Dave Gettleman's been looking for and, and came in and, and really struggled. I mean, for being the fourth pick in the draft. That term makes tackle. me want to vomit, by the way. What's that? That term just that, – that term Hog makes, molly? You've, you've, you've had your fill of hog molly over the last couple of years? Uh, all right, I'll avoid I using mean, that the I rest mean, of the time. If it, if, it, if, it, if it worked and they actually had hog mollies or whatever the heck it means, you know, I, it, it might be palatable, but I mean, at this point, it's just like, you know, shove it down our throat and we're still stuck in the same spot four years later. Yeah. Well, what kind of camp has he had? Uh, last year was uh, not to yeah. give him excuses, but it was a tough situation, right? Like the, the oddness of the year and training camp and all those type of things. Has, have you seen signs from him moving forward that he's a little bit more comfortable here in year two? 
Yeah, I mean, look, I have seen improvement. Look, you saw it last year. Now, I'm not gonna, I'm not with you on that, like, where I'm going to be like, well, you know, it was a tough year for well, There was three other first-round picks. It was a tough, you know, offensive yep, tackle. tough year for them, too. Yep. It, was a, it was a tough year for them, too. So, if we're just comparing him to those guys, you know, then you know they're, they're on even ground. But uh, anyway, like, I, I have seen a better version of Andrew Thomas. But my problem with him, and the thing that I say, okay, you know, I look around and he's pretty good. I, I, I see, I see a guy that I have some confidence in to be a, a quality left tackle. Uh, I'm not sure about a, a star or a stud left tackle, but uh, it's hard to really determine that because the reality is they don't have a Chase Young that he gets to face every day. They don't have you know the Miles Garrett or that kind of guy. So you know they had a lot of injuries there. So I'm thinking going against like Trent Harris and Nico Lalos. And, I see a lot of positives, which is good because you want him to you want him to at least do well in those situations. So I think he has looked pretty good, but I, I think the ultimate judgment isn't going to come until we see him against that top level competition. Which, by the way, is going to come real quick because first two weeks who they're playing Denver, right? You know they got a, you got named Von Miller out there, and then Washington with Chase Young. So those are two premium guys he's going to get to face in the first two weeks where we're really going to find out, okay, has he made the jumps and, and leaps that we're hoping he makes? I think we should be optimistic, though, that we're going to see a better version of Andrew Thomas, at least. Oh, of course, so we're talking with Jordan Renan here, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Uh, Saquon Barkley has obviously been a major focus, Jordan, leading up to, to week one. Is it a question of whether or not we see him at all in week one, or is it just kind of a question of, of how much we will see? He's not oh, had yeah. any setbacks. Will we see him in week one for sure at least? No, I don't think that's a slam dunk at all. I think the Giants have taken this approach where they're going to be very careful. And the more I start thinking about it, right, because you have to realize they have a Thursday night game in week two. So if they decide he's ready for week one, then there's a three-day turnaround for week two. And they've been very cautious with him, right? And when you have those Thursday night games, you don't really have uh, any real, you know, you don't have like a pad of practice or a real practice. I mean, it's a quick turnaround week. So I think that puts even more into further depth. Not that he's not ready or he doesn't think he could be cleared. I think it's the Giants who are looking at it like we, and, we, and they've been very open about this. Like we're going to bring him along slowly. We're taking the long-range approach, and I don't think they're going to throw him out there to play like, you know, 10 snaps. Like They're only going to put him out there when they think he's ready to handle a significant workload. I mean, not obviously not a full workload, but a significant workload. So I do think week one is, is definitely up in the air, and it's more in the Giants' hands, I think, than it probably is Saquon Barkley's hands of, of how they want to play this. But uh, if we don't see him until week three, I wouldn't say I'd be overly shocked. I mean, I, I really wouldn't. We're talking with Jordan Renan, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Uh, Kenny Galladay, week let me, one. Let me, th- I, let me add this Let me yeah. add this real quick, though, sure. Jordan. I, I'd, say, I'd say right now it's pretty close to 50-50, like a coin flip of, of whether he plays week one. Wow. Okay. Uh, okay. Because it, it feels like, you know, when the Giants tell you, and the way they've kind of, you know, with uh, Saquon not really saying anything, it's tough to read from the outside as a fan or somebody that's not there. Is this just the Giants kind of doing this thing where it's like a Belichick thing, or is this like a legitimate thing? You're saying this is a legitimate thing where they're just oh, going to bring him a along legitimate slowly. thing. Yeah, I spoke to someone recently on this, and like, I let that conversation 
even more in doubt probably than I was beforehand. Like beforehand, I thought like you, like, no, no, he's going to play. He'll be fine. It's been a long time. But after having those conversations with a bunch of people, I was like, you know what? I guess it's more of a reality than I thought that he might, they might just, you know, hold him back week one. Uh, Kenny Galladay, all good to go, you think, by week one? Week one rolls around, you think he'll be out there, even if it's a, maybe a, a more limited role than maybe you might have expected when he was signed? Yeah, I have more confidence that Kenny Galladay, barring a setback, will be ready week one for sure. Uh, you know, They've been kind of fading him along the way here on purpose with the idea to ramp him up a couple weeks before the start of the season. Uh, but, of course, with a hamstring injury, you never know. There's, it's, it's the type of injury that, you, you know, you can aggravate. And uh, once he really starts opening it up and running, it, it, there's a lot of things can happen. But I think as long as everything goes as planned, I think the idea is you will see Kenny Galloway week one uh, working with Daniel Jones, which is, which is huge, obviously. Because if we're talking about Saquon being a question mark, if you had Kenny Galloway being a question mark, too, you obviously can't feel great about the Giants in, you know, in week one. Those two guys are going in with the question marks. Uh, I guess moving on, uh, you know, we're going to have uh, one game and then you're going to start seeing some cuts. In terms of the 53, are there any – I mean, I guess there's always some surprises to a certain degree, but it feels like the Giants are kind of, you know, a little bit more set maybe than some other teams. Are there any areas you're keeping in mind in regards to the, the 53 when they cut down? Um, yeah, I mean, the offensive line, I'm sure. I, I wouldn't be stunned if they didn't go out and add an interior guy. That's definitely a concern for them. I, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. To hear me say that, uh, the cornerback position also. Outside linebackers are the one position we need to kind of watch there because how do they handle this? Uh, how do they do the roster juggling there? I mean, Ellerson Smith is a rookie, but he and but he's been kind of limited. First of all, you're talking about a guy who's coming from Northern Iowa. He was like a fourth-round pick, I believe. He was a fourth-rounder, right? So he's coming from Northern Iowa. They didn't – so that's a jump in the first place. They didn't play last year in Northern Iowa, remember. So now the last time he played football was, what, two years ago at Northern Iowa, and he's a rookie who spent most of the summer dealing with a minor injury but hasn't gotten on the field much. So how do the Giants handle a guy like that, right? How do they maybe – you know, stockpile him and, and worry about, you know, until maybe later in the season. But they might have to use him on the roster spot at the initial 53 and then kind of alter it later on. So I think you're going to see a lot of that kind of juggling uh, because the Giants have a bunch of guys who, like I just mentioned, like Ellerson Smith, who have been banged up this summer. So I think that is what we need to – don't be overreactive to the initial roster cut is, my, is what I'm saying here. There will be a lot of moves and in the two or three days afterwards as well. Jordan, I will say this, that it's great talking to you. We'll catch up with you down the road, and it will not be this quick of a turnaround. I'm not even on tomorrow, so at the most it will be Monday, but we will uh, catch up with you down the road. Well, if you want to call tomorrow just to talk and chat, I'm available. <laughs> I, think I'll, I think I'll be around. No, no. So you have my number. You have my number, okay? So if you just need you know, a little, hey, what, what, what can I expect to, you know, this afternoon when they play the Patriots? Or can I, I can't believe what I'm seeing with Daniel Jones right now. I'm available, all right? Anytime for you. Well, Rothenberg might be uh, hitting you up first uh, if things don't go well tomorrow. I know. He was already texting me last night. He was already texting me last night. <laughs> what right, with he's... this Kadarius Tony guy? What's going on already here? Come on. Come on. Tell me. Tell me this isn't another wasted draft, first-round draft, but please. Come on. <laughs> well, Jordan, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And at the, at the most, Monday, I, I'm sure it'll be a, a little longer than that as well. All right. Thank you, my man.
I appreciate it, man. Have a good show. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.